0: Hello world, I'm Roger Corville and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. D.L. Moody once observed, There are many of us that are willing to do great things for the Lord, But few of us are willing to do little things, which brings up one of my favorite little phrases, but God. (laughs) Hey, hopeful! welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible. It's great to be back behind my regular microphone and with you on this journey together, reading through every word of God's revelation of himself. And that phrase, but God, is always a useful thing to remember. Only God can make the little things great. My friends, we're going to skip our New Testament reading today because we've got a good chunk of the Old Testament get to get through because we're at this really pivotal part. Now, I even want to just set up today by talking about what's going to happen in a few days. The Davidic covenant of Second Samuel 7 reveals God's promise to extend the kingdom of David for eternity, right? Christ fulfills this covenant as the Messiah directly descending from the royal line of David. And the life of David recorded in 2 Samuel, which we begin today, foreshadows Christ's future kingdom. It's a big deal. It's kind of like Christmas or Advent in the Old Testament. We pick up today in 2 Samuel 1, and we'll also do the parallel passage in First Chronicles. Second Samuel Chapter 1 After the death of Saul, David returned from defeating the Amalekites and stayed at Ziklag two days. On the third day, a man with torn clothes and dust on his head came from Saul's camp, and when he came to David, he fell to the ground and paid homage. David asked him, Where have you come from? He replied to him, I've escaped from the Israelite camp. What was the outcome? Tell me. David asked him. The troops fled from the battle, he answered. Many of the troops have fallen and are dead. Also, Saul and his son Jonathan are dead. David asked the young man who had brought him the report, How do you know that Saul and his son Jonathan are dead? I happened to be on Mount Goboa, he replied, and there was Saul leaning on his spear. At that very moment, the chariots and the cavalry were closing in on him. When he turned around and saw me, he called out to me. So I answered, I met your service. And he answered me, he asked me, who are you? I told him, I'm an Amalekite. And then he begged me, stand over me and kill me for I am mortally wounded, but my life is still lingering. So I stood over him and killed him because I knew that he had fallen and couldn't survive. I took the crown that was on his head and the armband that was on his arm and I've, I've brought them here to you, my Lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and tore them, and all the men with him did the same. They mourned, wept, and fasted until evening for those who had died by the sword, for Saul, his son Jonathan, and the Lord's people, and the house of Israel. David inquired of the young man who had brought him the report, Where are you from? I'm the son of a resident alien, he said. I'm an Amalekite. David questioned him. How is it that you were not afraid to lift your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David summoned one of his servants and said, Come here and kill him. The servant struck him and he died. For David had said to the Amalekite, Your blood is on your own head because because your own mouth testified against you by saying, I killed the Lord's anointed. David sang the following lament for Saul and his son Jonathan and he ordered that the Judahites be taught the Song of the Bow. It is written in the book of Jasher. The splendor of Israel lies slain on your heights, how the mighty have fallen. Do not tell it in Gath, don't announce it in the marketplaces of Ashkelon, or the daughters of the Philistines will rejoice, and the daughters of the uncircumcised will celebrate. Mountains of Gilboa, let no dew or rain be on you or fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty was defiled, the shield of Saul, no longer anointed with oil. Jonathan's bow never retreated. Saul's sword never returned unstained from the blood of the slain, from the flesh of the mighty. Saul and Jonathan, loved and delightful. They were not parted in life or in death. They were swifter than eagles, Stronger than lions, daughters of Israel, weep for Saul, who clothed you in scarlet with luxurious things, who decked your garments with gold ornaments. How the mighty have fallen in the thick of battle. Jonathan lies slain on your heights. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were such a friend to me. Your love for me was more wondrous than the love of women. How the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war have perished. Sometime later, David inquired of the Lord, Should I go to the one of the towns of Judah? And the Lord answered him, Go. But David asked, Where should I go? To Hebron, the Lord replied. So David went there with his two wives, Ahanoam the Jezreelite, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. In addition, David brought the men who were with him, each one with his family, and they settled in the towns near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. They told David, It was the men of Jebesh-Gilead who buried Saul. David sent messengers to the men of Jebesh-Gilead and said to them, The Lord bless you because you have shown kindness to Saul, your lord, when you buried him. And now may the Lord show kindness and faithfulness to you and I will also show the same goodness to you because you have done this deed. Therefore be strong and valiant for though Saul your Lord is dead the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. Abner son of Ner commander of Saul's army took Saul's son ish and moved him to Mahanaim. He made him king over Gilead Asher Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin over all Israel. Saul's son Ishbosheth was 40 years old when he became king over Israel and he reigned for two years. The house of Judah, however, followed David. The length of time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Abner, son of Ner, and the soldiers of ish son of Saul, marched out from Nahanaim to Gibeon, and so Joab, son of Zeruiah, and David's soldiers marched out and met them by the pool of Gibeon. The two groups took up positions on opposite sides of the pool. Then Abner said to Joab, Let's have the young men get up and compete in front of us. Joab replied, Let them get up. So they got up and were counted off, 12 for Benjamin and Ishbosheth, son of Saul, and 12 from David's soldiers. Then each man grabbed his opponent by the head and thrust his sword into the opponent's side so that they all died together. So this place, which is in Gibeon, is named Field of Blades. The battle that day was extremely fierce and Abner and the men of Israel were defeated by David's soldiers. The three sons of Zeruiah were there joab abishai and asahel asahel was a fast runner like one of the wild gazelles he chased abner and did not turn to the right or left in his pursuit of him and abner glanced back and said is that you asahel yes it is asahel replied abner said to him turn to your right or left seize one of the young soldiers and take whatever you can get from him but asahel would not stop chasing him Once again, Abner warned Asahel, stop chasing me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How could I ever look your brother Joab in the face? But Asahel refused to turn away. So Abner hit him in the stomach with the butt of his spear. The spear went through his body and he fell and died right there. As they all came to the place where Asahel had fallen and and died, they stopped. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner By sunset, they had gone as far as the hill of Amma, which is opposite Gia on the way to the wilderness of Gibeon. The Benjanites rallied to Abner. They formed a unit and took their stand on top of the hill. Then Abner called out to Joab, Must the sword devour forever? Don't you realize this will only end in bitterness? How long before you tell the troops to stop pursuing their brothers? As God lives, Joab replied, If you had not spoken up, the troops wouldn't have stopped pursuing their brothers until morning. And then Joab blew the ram's horn, and all the troops stopped. They no longer pursued Israel or continued to fight. So Abner and his men marched through the Ereba all that night. They crossed the Jordan, marched all morning, and arrived in Mahanaim. When Joab had turned back from pursuing Abner, he gathered all the troops. In addition to Asahel, 19 of David's soldiers were missing. But they had killed 360 of the Benjamites and Abner's men. Afterward, they carried Asahel to his father's tomb in Bethlehem and buried him. And then Joab and his men marched all night and reached Hebron at dawn. And that is the first two chapters of the book of 2 Samuel. Which puts us right on the edge of civil war, my friends. But the parallel passage in First Chronicles. Remember, uh, just remember a little different perspective from Chronicles, from the chronicling of history to, to focus on kingship and priesthood and the rebuilding of the temple. And this is First Chronicles 11. All Israel came together to David at Hebron and said, We are here your own flesh and blood. Even previously, when Saul was king, you were leading Israel out to battle and bringing us back. The Lord God also said to you, you will shepherd my people Israel and you will be ruler over my people Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron and David made a covenant with them at Hebron in the Lord's presence. And they anointed David king over Israel in keeping with the Lord's word through Samuel. I'm just going to pause right before this next section. David makes a covenant with the people. My friends, you want to know what leadership looks like, right? Remember that a covenant, uh, similar to a contract, but not only had blessings, but curses, right? Here are the obligations and here are the consequences or penalties. And it's just weightier than what we think of as a contract. And um, sadly, I think that kind of leadership is rare in today's world continuing David and all Israel marched out to Jerusalem that is Jebus the Jebusites who inhabited the land were there the inhabitants of Jebus said to David you will never get in here yet David did capture the stronghold of Zion that is the city of David David said whoever is the first to kill a Jebusite will become chief commander Joab son of Zeruiah went up first so he became the chief. Then David took up residence in the stronghold, therefore it was called the city of David. He built up the city all the way around, from the supporting terraces to the surrounding parts, and Joab restored the rest of the city. David steadily grew more powerful, and the lord of armies was with him. The following were the chiefs of David's warriors who, together with all Israel, strongly supported him in his reign to make him king according to the Lord's word about Israel. This is the list of David's warriors. Jashabim, son of Hakmoni, was chief of the 30. He wielded his spear against 300 and killed them at one time. After him, Eleazar, son of Dodo, the Ahuite, was one of the three warriors. He was with David at Pasdain, Damim, when the Philistines had gathered there for battle, there was a portion of the field full of barley where the troops had fled from the Philistines. But Eleazar and David took their stand in the middle of the field and defended it. They killed the Philistines, and the Lord gave them a great victory. Three of the thirty chief men went down to David to the rock at the cave of Adullam, while the Philistine army was encamped in Rephaim Valley. At that time, David was in the stronghold and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David was extremely thirsty and said, If only someone would bring me water to drink from the well at the city gate of Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine camp and drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem, and they brought it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. David said, I would never do such a thing in the presence of my God. How can I drink the blood of these three men who risked their lives? For they brought it at the risk of their lives. So he wouldn't drink it. Such were the exploits of the three warriors. Abishai, Joab's brother, was the leader of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men and killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. He was more honored than the three and became their commander, even though he did not become one of the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was the son of a brave man from Kabziel, a man of many exploits. Benaiah killed two sons of Ariel of Moab, and he went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian who was seven and a half feet tall. Even though the Egyptian had had a spear in his hand like a weaver's beam, Benaiah went down to him with a staff, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaiah, of Jehoiada, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honored of the 30, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. The best soldiers were, and my friends, I'm going to read, even though this is kind of technically like a genealogy, I'm going to read these, and this kind of wraps up our time in in First Chronicles 11. But these are names are big deals as we continue moving on in the... Um, in the Old Testament. So the best soldiers were Joab's brother Asahel, Elhanan son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shamath of Her- the Herarite Helez the Pelanite, Ira son of Ikesh the Tekoite, Abiezar the Anathathite, Anathathite, <laughs> say that one fast, Anathathite, Sibakai the Hushathite, Eli the Ahuhite, Mahari the netaphathite Heled of son of Bana, the Netaphathite, Ithai son of Ribbi from Gibeon of the Benjamites, Benaiah the Parathonite, Hurai of the Wadis of Gaash, Abiel the Arbathite, Asmaveth the Baharamite, Eliaba the Shaobanite, the sons of Hashem the Gizanite, Jonathan son of Shagi the Hararite, Ahiam, son of Sakar the Hararite, Eliphal, son of Ur, Hefer, the Makarathite, Ahijah, the Pelanite, Hezro, the Carmelite, Naari, son of Azbi, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, son of Hagri, Zalek, the Ammonite, Nahari, the Berathite, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Zeruiah, Era the Ithrite, Gerab, the Ithrite, Uriah, the Hittite, Zabab, son of Ali, Adina, son of Shiza, the Reubenite, chief of the Reubenites, and 30 with him, Hanan, son of Makkah, Joshaphat the Mithnite, Uzziah, the Ashterothite, Shammah and Jael, the sons of Hotham, the Arorite, Jediel, son of Shimri, and his brother Joah, the Tizrite, the Tizite, Eliel, the Mahavite, Jerubai, and Josheviah, the sons of Elnaam, Ithma, the Moabite, Eliel, Obed, and Jasiel, the Mezabite. And that, my friends, finishes 1 Chronicles 11 and the initiation of David as king. We're going to wrap up today with Psalm 96. Uh, No superscription on this particular psalm, but you'll see why Uh, this one kind of goes with the text we just read. And would you pray this? Right, Lord, come quickly, would be my... Would just be my prayer for us today. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, bless His name, proclaim His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His wondrous works among the peoples. For the Lord is great and is highly praised. He is feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. He judges the peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the fields and everything in them celebrate. Then all the trees of the forest will shout for joy. Before the Lord, for he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people's with his faithfulness. Psalm 96 Lord, help us to remember that we wouldn't want a good God who doles out justice if you weren't good. And we, we, sure, is, we sure need your mercy, Lord, because you will judge the world with righteousness And the peoples with faithfulness. Lord, I I pray today that we would be lovers of justice and mercy in each step we take. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.